guys, welcome back to another episode of Cheap Thrills. I'm your host, Assyria, and here's your top stories of the week. And now, here's your top stories in gaming. Hi guys, so let's start with some, I don't really want to talk about it, it's regarding the PS5, it, okay here's the thing guys, that was this week, for this week that was um something online, um, that started the trend of PS5 Pro. I know. I know. It sounds crazy, right? You guys haven't even had your PS5 for a month. And now they're already rumors. Like, <laughs> the PS5 is selling out. Xbox One is doing really well. I think it's sold. It's definitely selling out in some regions. But the PS5 Pro rumors already started. Of course, it's just a rumor. So we're really not going to talk about it. I think it says something. I think it was referring to some. Um, I guess they wanted to. And this is Sony. They wanted to have a way how you can easily upgrade the chip. But it... Let's not talk about that. Um, Have you guys seen the new season of Fortnite? Okay, first off... I'm going to give you my, my impressions. Um, I, I don't like it, and here's why, here's why, no, I do like it, but I don't like it, I did get the season pass, but I don't like that they change the way how you level up, see, I like to play by myself. Shut up. I like to play on my own. And these challenges, I like to do solo. But here's the thing. You guys know when you go to Team Rumble? Apparently, Team Rumble don't exist. It says it. But it doesn't exist. And I don't like that because it it's I'm not saying I don't play well with others. It's just how I like to progress is okay, say I had this one challenge. 
I'm focused on that one challenge. Okay? But if I have three other people with me, I can't focus on mine because I'm so... You know, I'm so micromanaging them. I had to, over this week, I actually had to, to get on the voice chat feature and, you know, command and coordinate what everybody was going to be doing. Because I don't like what everybody is just everywhere and here's the thing I be taking down three to four squads by myself and doing all this it's just like the, my part my my challenges are not being completed because they're one-shotting it. You know how it used to be like with Team Rumble where you can respawn? Well, they're not doing that this time. So that's why I'm having a problem with this new leveling system. However, I am enjoying Mando. I am getting all of my Baskar. And I bought, I bought Kratos. I think that they're going to, um, I think that they're going to bring other franchise to the game. I personally, like everybody else, want, I want Samus to be in this game. And hopeful, I'm hopeful that they bring Master Chief. I think that would be incredible. I mean, shout out to Epic for, you know, reaching out and expanding on this game. I mean, like, they did a really good job as far as continuing. I did not like... I didn't like the season four finale. I didn't. I thought that it was... I didn't like it. I thought it was like... An afterthought. And here's the thing. I'm going off on Fortnite for a long time. But here's the thing. And I tweeted this out to them. And I DM'd a couple of um, developers. Some people go to work. But they want to see and experience these events. You cannot, you cannot do this because if they're at work or if they're busy doing something and they're playing your game and they are constantly missing these events, it 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 just de-incentivizes them to continue on. Now these skins, even though they're fun, I mean, look at Kratos. They're very expensive. So, set times, like on your last day, which will probably be in March, 
on this season's finale, just making an all-day thing so that people can actually experience the um, the event. And that's all I got to say about that one. It's out now on all platforms. It's fun for some. <laughs> but um, I'm not going to... I'm not going to tell you not to play it. It's really fun. Let's talk a little bit about this Phoenix Rising. Now, I was about to buy this game. Okay, guys, I was about to buy this game. I'm, I'm going to buy it, but I'm going to buy it at this count. I'm not going to buy it now because when I first saw this game, and, I, and this is my fault, I thought that this game would um, have its own lane, and I didn't, like, do a deep dive. I just wanted it to be on the, I wanted it to be on the Nintendo Switch, which it is. This game... It's too similar for my taste to Breath of the Wild. Genshi Impact, Breath of the Wild. What is the deal, guys? And this is not a knock to Breath of the Wild. We're going to get into that in a minute. Um, it just has Greek mythology attached to it. Genshi Impact is a—it's um, almost like carbon copy, and there's a lot of features that was pointed out that Rise of Phoenix is a carbon copy. So when I saw this, I was like, okay, yeah, it's expected. There are some things that are inspired by the Breath of the Wild. When I saw that price point, and I looked at that game, and I said, okay, I can wait. Because I want to play it, but I'm not paying $60 for it. I have a game that's, that one is going to be taking up all of my time, which is Cyberpunk 2077, which comes out next week. Oh, by the time you be by the time you be listening to it, it should be out. Um, God, this game. But like I said, I saw the um the previews. I didn't do a deep dive, and it's just like, and I was like, okay, what the hell? So, right for the wild. When this game came out, everybody was, you know, referring to said game. And a lot of fans was upset with fans of Breath of the Wild because they were pointing out the obvious thing. This game is inspired by Breath of the Wild. I am a Breath of the Wild fan. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. 
No one is knocking. Can cheat on Wise Phoenix. That's not where we're coming from. I we don't mind you being inspired by Breath of the Wild. It's a phenomenal game. The reason why a lot of Breath of the Wild fans are upset, including myself, here's the thing. When Breath of the Wild came out, even before it came out, there were a lot of cynical people who didn't think that Nintendo can pull it off. Every other day, there were panels after it was after the game was released. There were panels of developers and influencers talking about, "Holy crap, this game broke!" I won't say broke, but it it shattered open world and improved upon it. The first game, and this is my personal opinion, there were open world games prior to Ocarina of Time. Ocarina of Time just perfected it. And then after that, every game afterwards was inspired or took some features from that game. That's why it's like held as the greatest, one of the greatest games ever made. It took the conventions of the open world genre and straight up broke it and reimagined it in a way that works for anyone. The reason why a lot of people are praising Breath of the Wild because we didn't think that that could happen again. We didn't think it was happening again at the Ocarina Time. Then here comes Breath of the Wild who did exactly that. They broke that formula and improved on it. So, like I said, developers and fans, we saw what this game actually did. But it was a Sony and sometimes Xbox and just like, you know, people who don't play um, Zelda. They were like, I don't see the appeal. I don't know what the appeal. We were telling them like, this is a game changer. Open world is now every game that's going to come out after this one will take cues from this game. They will take cues and it happened. It actually happened in everything. And I, 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 the line is drawn at Assassin's Creed. Those are different open world games. But in The Witcher 3, no, I will say The Witcher 3. 
if that was a dream. Did that was a dream come out before or after Breath of the Wild? I think it came out before. Um, it just. It's the mechanics of this game, but after a while, child love. I'm going off too too long on it. Um, if you like Breath of the Wild, you're going to enjoy. Hopefully, you're going to enjoy. Um, Phoenix Rising. I'm. Am I gonna get it? Yeah, but I'm gonna get it at um at a discounted price. I'm not getting that game at full price on either platform. Um people are there you know, my people hack these found new consoles and whatnot. Well now they're showing um small videos of people able to being able to play PS2 games on their Xbox Series S and X. Casey Hutton and Mark Dora from Bioware uh have the studio and a lot of people are concerned about that now you gotta keep in mind this um destiny and the like they're they're gonna be fine it's just that these two guys have always led these teams so when you get the leaders of said games or development leaving it just raises concerns. Um, one of their statements included, um, when I think about BioWare's future and the next generation of talent in place, I cannot be more confident or optimistic, said Laura Mills, Chief Studios Officers of EA, as we look the studio's future and the projects currently under development, the next generation of Bioware talent is leading the studio forward and working on some incredible games. I know that you would. Oh my god, I didn't read that right. I'm oh, sorry, guys. Um. Oh, okay. Um, this is from Dara. This has been a very difficult decision for me. The team of amazing developers on Dragon Age make my life fuller and better. They have taught me so much, but the strength of the team is also what makes this possible. I know Dragon Age won't, won't just survive without me. It will thrive. So it, it appears that it's in good hands. And um, like I said, um, Casey, I think Casey is just retiring. So there's really not too much to worry about. But they'll be okay. 
a surprise um, trailer and announcement came out from Atlas. Um, Persona Strikers will be released for the Nintendo Switch and the PS4 in February next year. A lot of people was like, it came out of nowhere. It it dropped, and they try to, you know, pull it back. You know what I mean? Uh, but you know how fast the internet is. The internet is fast. They were able to get the video and screenshot the day that it was released. So yeah, we got that coming next year. Um. and control that game is coming to the Xbox no it's not coming it's already on Xbox Game Pass I I keep saying guys Xbox Game Pass is where it's at it's where it's at it's just like those games are readily available for you I just can't see why not. Why, why, why you would not want to play that, um, have that on your system. Well, for some people, you actually need it. Um, I think in the end, that, that is going to thrive and make a lot of people flock to that, um, to that platform so if you haven't played control you cannot play it on xbox platforms also um dragon quest 11 that's also on game pass so pick that up too and with that guys it looks like those were the top stories in gaming your top stories in pop culture okay guys you know how much I do not like to get political on this but I'm going to get political this week on it because I'm just I'm I am disturbed by something but before we get into that let's get this cute stuff out of the way first thing first have you guys heard um, Mariah Carey, Jennifer Hudson, and Ariana Grande new song? I heard it. I actually listened to it. And I said, oh my god, this woman actually made another Christmas song that's going to be number one again. I don't know if you, well, you guys should know. Mimi? Miss Mimi over there? That woman can write, she can write, not only can she sing, but she can write. 
this song will skyrocket to number one. The song is called Oh Santa. I'm not sure. Hold on. Hold on. You're going to come with me. I want to see. Cause I, if, I'm, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. First of all, she has a new Christmas special on Apple TV Plus. And here's my thing. It's that album. Yep. It's on, um... Holy crap! That album is already on... Yep. It's already on, um... iTunes. So you can get it right now if you want it. I'm gonna buy that album. I'm gonna buy it because I genuinely like that song. I didn't think that it was going to... Oh my god! I really do like that song. I cannot... Because I thought that that album was supposed to be released next week. Because the, the special came out. And I thought it was going to be released. But it's out. It's out now. Um... Go listen to it. I enjoyed it very much. Um, Megan Thee Stallion um, got in a, a dispute. She had a, um, a dispute with someone, Fashion Nova. Okay, there was this woman who actually designed the dress and I guess her, well, her, it's not I guess her name is, the designer name is Azab, and she claimed that, um, that she stole her dress design, and she said something between, I'm a, I'm a, I'm going to break this down real simple. My dress was stolen and used in Megan's Cross FN collab. I was told no and was not compensated. Um, I'm very much taken back by the lack of respect for another black woman. There is this tired narrative that the black woman is so disrespected, but we do it to each other. I'm sure if Megan knew, I'm, 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 I'm just reading all of this, it, it looks like a case of miscommunication. Because um, Megan was like, Girl, if you work directly closely with my team, then you would have been compensated. But I think that they was inspired. First of all, you guys shouldn't be going through Fashion Nova. But I can understand because Megan Thee Stallion had a collection on Fashion Nova. Like when that album dropped, she had a, a collection there. I don't know. You know what? That's just I'm not even gonna give my own opinion about um Fashion Nova. That is not cute. 
it's just they need to they just need to to be better on um, that communication part I'm sure that this will come and pass and this will be settled out of court it really will be settled out of court and furthermore And this is the fashion of a make sure that your designers and these artists are incredibly well connected so this doesn't happen again. Um I don't know Larissa Pippin, but and I'm not going to, I don't know her, I don't know her life, but I know that she's in the um, news this week. And I'm going to call it what I see it as. This woman is trifling. She's trifling. She's trifling. Because what's that last week that she was linked up with um, Tristan? Like some scandal with her and Tristan Thompson? And now she's linked up and mind you, she's still married to Scottie Pippen. But now she's linked up with this new guy called Malik. Girl, sit your, sit your behind down. Sit your behind down. Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart. Listen. I used to like Kevin Hart. I used to enjoy his stand-ups. I used to enjoy him as a person, like, off... Not off-screen, but, you know, like, without... Like, he... To me, he appeared to be a very funny, genuine guy. He has his new stand-up called, uh... No fucks given or something, something, something like that. And a lot of people, critics, and some comedians, came out and and said that that was not his best work. And then he ran to this app. He ran, first of all, he ran to Twitter. Then he ran to Instagram. Then he ran to this other app called The Clubhouse. And he was like, you know, giving pushback on his last stand-up. Here's the thing. I understand that you guys want to defend your art. That's only natural because you put a lot of time and preparation into making something nice. However, the masses are not watching your show. They're not watching that stand-up. And I saw, like, two or three clips on YouTube. That alone for me. And and I can't, you know, surmise the whole special from these two or three clips. But... I don't because how funny he these naturally is. I normally laugh at 
if there was three that I seen, I'd probably laugh at two of them. That's how funny Kevin Hart is to me. I didn't laugh at neither one of them. I just thought that it was. I thought that he was he was placating to a certain demographic. Which, you know, Kevin Hart really tries to be cookie cutter now. He has all of these responsibilities, these new studios that he's working with. So, that I'm a grown man, Kevin Hart, or that Kevin Hart's first special, that Kevin Hart is gone. Kevin Hart has been... commercialized. Let's say that. He's been commercialized. You're never going to get that raw Kevin Hart anymore. After that scandal with him and the Oscars, he just decided to let go the certain demographic in his career right now. Not saying this, not this isn't me that he doesn't love black people or people of color. It's just that he is now catering. He's making himself worldwide appeal. That's what he's doing. And he's making, he making millions. So it's expected, but dude. You going around here talking about no fucks given, but yet you are going out of your way on all of these social platforms, cussing anybody and everybody out who disagree. I mean, who disagrees with you saying that this special was good? And I am so so sick and tired of you guys. And, and, and particularly black men constantly going after black women like are you telling black women they should not have an opinion because you got a couple of snow bunnies who are you know giving you attention I cannot believe I just used the word snow bunnies fair fair skinned ladies And, um, listen, this year has been confusing for a lot of people as far as how do you move forward or work around this. A lot of people, a lot of comedians, it was a shock to them because they're so used to going out and trying out these jokes before they release it on their special so they can like gauge where the people are. But they haven't been able to do that. They haven't been able to adapt to it. It's changed. And you didn't take social cues. You didn't take the social cue. And that's why a lot of people didn't like your special. 
But it's okay, Kevin, that they didn't like it. They should inspire you to make a better one next time. I don't know what's going on with your team, but um, hopefully that it will be okay. I think that you can bounce back from it, but stop fighting your um, stop fighting with your fans and these critics. You titled the, the, the um, you titled your special Norfolk's giving, let it roll off your back as if you really don't give a fuck, but you clearly do. Now, let's talk about this, um, this true kitchen drama. Okay, so over the, um, over this past week, there's this very, this viral video that has been going out from the, the, there's this restaurant in Dallas called True Kitchen. And the video features him going to a crowd of people who are in this restaurant and he, he's addressing them saying that he doesn't need that money that he wanted to build a respectable place for black people and if they don't like his establishment or won't stop twerking and stuff like that that's where it really started that they can get the fuck out Here's the thing, and it appears that the business is booming because it went viral, so Eddie, everyone ran to the theater, I mean, everyone ran to the restaurant, stupid, but here's the thing, I thought that he could, I understand where he's coming from, I did not like his approach, number one, these group of tables that was being very disruptive in your restaurant you could have kindly asked them to leave that's what the, that's what you could have done but addressing the restaurant as a whole and you are cursing at your customers that is a no-no in the hospitality field that is a no-no and right now your business is booming for the moment for the moment because everybody wants to run towards the controversy of it all but this is what you messed up at the first thing you messed up at was you didn't have a policy that your patrons could abide by it's mean that you didn't know what you wanted your restaurant to represent that's on you the second thing is is that why are you playing the kind of music that you know what make people do? Now, this is not to say that the women and the guys who were twerking, they were in the wrong. First of all, if you need to twerk when you need to eat in an eatery and you can't control yourself, don't go out. The third thing 
that I had a problem with you, Kevin, is why the, f- why the hell is your restaurant filled to the brim when there's a pandemic out here? And you guys know this. You guys know this. There was no safety precautions made, but you had your your foodery filled to the brim. And again, you're not supposed to address your people. The people who are eating at your restaurant, you are not supposed to be swearing at them, period. You could have kindly asked those women with your security to escort them out of the building. But telling people that you didn't need their money, and if you didn't like what they were saying, you could get up and leave. I am shocked. I am shocked that, because it hadn't been me, oh, sweetheart, I would have got up and left. Thank you for the free meal. And I know you're thinking like, oh my gosh, but that's really like counterproductive and sending the wrong wrong message. No, sweetheart, if you tell me to leave your, your establishment, if I didn't do anything wrong, then I'm going to leave. I'm going to leave because I'm not going to put money into it. This is the reason why a lot of people don't understand. This is what I don't like about. Let me get a little bit personal. The, 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 um, the store, I mean, the restaurant owner is black. There were a whole lot of black people in that establishment at the time when he was berating and cursing them out. Here's the thing. Had that owner been white, y'all would have tore that store down. But here's the thing. Why y'all running towards a restaurant and where a black person berates you and think of you less than him? Yes, he is black, but he doesn't want... The truth of the matter is, is that he really don't want you there. And the people who he don't really want there, they are the ones who are running to this restaurant. I don't get it. I don't get it. Why do you guys always go run to the places that you are tolerated, but you would not go to a place where you are celebrated? I'm talking to you black people. No, I did not want his business to be shut down. No, I did not want that. But he needed to be taught a lesson. You cannot talk to your customers like this. You cannot you cannot curse at your customers like this. Because if you if it happens once and he gets away and gets rewarded clearly, he's gonna do it all the time. It's this cycle that is for black people that I don't get. Why are you all? Why do you people always elevated 
elevate the, the, the very worst. It doesn't make sense to me. Stop elevating the worst of... Come on. Come on. It's okay for you to say, you know what? Let's just put him on hold for a moment. Learn to invest into things that that makes your community ten times better. He did he didn't make your community better. What's gonna this is what's gonna happen with Kevin. This is what's gonna happen with Kevin. Kevin is going to use y'all to elevate himself. The restaurant that he bought, he's going to make y'all pay for that building. Then what he's going to do is he's going to try to go to an upscale neighborhood where he know black banty people like yourself who's paying for that building and making him a millionaire. He's going to go to an establishment where he know y'all not going to be there. He know y'all not going to be there. So you're literally elevating somebody who thinks of themselves better than you. And then when True Kitchen becomes the establishment for, let's just say the worst of the community, and then he shuts it down, and then you're going to sit here and you're going to wonder why. You're going to look at him and you're going to call him this uppity person but he's not uppity you elevated him if you're not gonna take it from any other race that that message from any other race you most certainly won't take it from yours and that will segue into this last topic that I'm really having a problem understanding. Let's have a let's um, sit down and talk with me for a minute. So over this past week, President Obama came out on some obscure podcast, and the word "defund the police" came up, and President Obama. And I get where he was coming from. See, President Obama was talking about it in the political sphere. But he got spent out. Because, you know, there was no context to it. But it still applies. So I sat down with this this whole week. And I... I was trying to understand why you know your average American couldn't understand what defund the police means and I must admit that I was naive I knew it but I didn't want here's the thing I didn't want it I didn't want to admit it to myself I knew it but I didn't want to say the words because I 
try to think the best of people. I think it goes back to that that thing, that saying, and this is gonna sound very cheesy, but um, it's just like what Harvey Dent said in The Dark Knight. We are Why did we are living, we're, we're thinking that we are, we are decent people living in, in, in an indecent time. And what that means to me is that I was thinking that these people are decent and I'm like, no, they're not. That's the, that's, that's the American dream that the people are the best and I'm not saying this to be like you know oh my god America is the worst because America is the best I've seen different countries and I know that there are great people and good people here but they are far in in between let's go into this defund the police the first thing I was trying to understand is okay Something is severely going wrong in the school system. Reading comprehension must be shocked like it's non-existent in your average school because who doesn't understand what defund the police mean? It doesn't mean abolish the police. They, they, they're talking about what it should be called reform the police and I'm like you do understand that that's, those are one and the same defund reform synonymous for change so I'm like okay What is this really? What is what is really going on? What does this really mean? A lot of people are stuck at the slogan. They're holding on to the slogan, defund the police. They are making it associated with something bad. But what it really means is that it's not a the political scene it's not it's it's an, a systematic change it's a policy thing that's what it is it's a policy change and I'm sorry so it's a policy thing that a lot of people who knows what defund the police is? And these are the people who sit here, who live in these cul-de-sacs, who live in the suburbs, who live in these upper to mid, these mid to upper and upper class neighborhoods. What I am saying to you guys is that. These people here, they know what that means. They know what defund the police mean. Defund the police means
if you defund the police, the neighborhood in which most of these people live in, they review that as, oh, well, you're not opening up the floodgate for them to come into our neighborhoods. People of color, in which they deem riffraff. See, these communities need the police to keep those people away from them. And I really started to think about this. And I said, you guys understood what defunding the schools, public schools meant? You understood what defunding Planned Parenthood meant? You understood what is defunding some of the arts meant? But you mean to tell me that you don't understand what defund the police means? You're not serious, right? And again, I just got to thinking. They do know what it means. Now they won't brave themselves to tell the innocent people this. So now they got these politicians who are trying to use it as a scapegoat because they can't say it for themselves. They pay these politicians to do their dirty work. Because clearly, defund the police means that instead of putting all of this money into the police force, which inner city people want, instead of putting all this money into them, how about we do it in social social programs? And I'm trying to understand how come the people who are in these affluential affluential neighborhoods in the middle class neighborhoods don't want that. Why do you want this certain sector of people to remain ignorant not as educated as your child who goes to a decent public school, who goes to a private school. Yes, you do pay your taxes on your houses and whatnot, but you know that that goes right back into your neighborhood. But why wouldn't you want that for inner, inner, inner city people? Why? And I know you guys think I'm talking only about white people, and I'm not. Because there are lots of um, 
a lot of different cultures and people who who thinks the same thing. As soon as they cross over that 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 track, they think of themselves better than you, and they look down on you. I live. Let's just say I'll say this much. I know. I know. Would you have a, a, a let's just say I know. I think that is wrong. What I don't like is how come it's always the ill-informed individuals you have to placate to in order to make it understandable for them. Sweetheart, if they are unwilling to pick up a book or to really understand what that is, defund the police means, then that's on them. That's on them. And it's like, I want these politicians to make it understandable for the masses, but not at the expense of a policy that benefits everyone, not just black people or people of color, but everybody. It seems to me that whenever there's a policy that particularly targets the benefit the, 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 to benefit black people, it just gets tossed. It gets misconstrued. It's just like, but if any other demographic or any other, um, it's just, okay, well, we'll consider it. And I'm not understanding that. Now, I understand that we have to work on this as a whole when it comes to the, the, the American, United States of America. Um, but this, this has to stop. And then it goes back to when I was talking about black people. Black people need to stop elevating riffraff. You have to start educating, not not only educating, but you guys have seriously have to start elevating scholars and the people who knows what they're talking about. Not people who are emotional, but people who knows what they're talking about. Those are the people who should be getting these major interviews and they should be pushing out this message but you guys for some strange reason it's not doing that and you're elevating this riffraff and your message that will benefit you and your own is getting muddy it's getting lost this is how they were able to snatch that and, and misconstrued it. 
I know that you are asking a lot of these politicians. I get it. You're 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 you're, you're coming at Kamala's neck. You're standing, trying to stand on Biden's neck, but guys, guys, lead the defund the police slogan. It's just lead that and start talking about policies that they can understand. Because once you get into the nitty gritty of it, they can't reform, they cannot refute it. And if they do, create a record at where they go on television and they come out against the policy, not the slogan, but if they come out against the policies, this is how you get them out of office. You mentioned the, you mentioned the, um, you mentioned, I thought, I thought it was brilliant how Kamala Harris approached. I loved her approach, and it was with Megan McCain, and it was on the field, where she was about to explain, she, she actually explained it, but Megan McCain, tried to give pushback and she did what the average person who was a critical thinker is supposed to do. She turned around and she asked Megan McCain, well, what does defund the police means to you? And when she did that, Megan McCain didn't have the words because Megan McCain knows what it means, but she didn't know. That's how you had to trick them up. Ask them what it means to them. That's where you find out where they really stand. Get past the slogan and get to the policy. That was quite heavy. Do you agree? Or don't you agree? <laughs> um, but I'll leave you guys with some great news. Warner Brothers, all of their movies that are slated for next year, all of those movies are coming to HBO Max. I don't know if you don't have HBO Max at the moment, but I'm going to tell you right now, get it. All of their, their big releases that is coming out next year, including Doom, including Matrix 4, um, it's just a lot, a slew of movies, I get HBO Max, just get it, and the reason why, I think the reason why they're doing it is because, yes, Right now, the movie theaters are struggling. They are small, but the reason why that people are not going to these movie theaters is because even though they are quote-unquote safe, they're not enforcing those like they should be. And they know that they're not doing that. They know that they're not doing it. AMC, um, the CEO of 
AMC came out and was like, he, they can't understand why they're doing it. You know, they don't understand why Warner Brothers is taking all of their major releases and putting it on HBO Max. It's because HBO, people, they, people are at home. And yes, the vaccine is coming, but the vaccine, it's just a vaccine. Doesn't mean that people are not still going to get sick from this. You guys are rushing, trying to make life normal. It's not going back. There will be a a change that will that will, will, will propel you forward. But going back to the way it used to be, that's not going to happen. This is, this is a different world. What? We're a year in? We are a year in? It's a different way of living. And I know that that's difficult for a lot of people. I have HBO Max and I'm glad that they're doing this. I, I'm not saying that, and by me saying that does not mean that I want the movie theaters to die. Hell, my monthly subscription to HBO Max will be going to HBO into those artists, into those directors, into the people who make films. That money will be paying for that. But this $30, this $40 to go see one movie, because you're talking about the experience and whatnot, sweetheart. Make it an experience. Making an experience. You can get that experience back. Hell, you have it now. But the reason why you can't do what you want to do is because there's a pandemic going on. Sorry. Life do you a curveball. You cannot run to the theater with 50 to six, I mean, with, um, and sit down with 50 to 60 people without risking getting sick. I am happy to be sitting in my home and watching these movies. I can't wait to see, um, because I wasn't going to go see it in the theaters, honey. No, ma'am. I was not going to go see it in the theaters. Even if it wasn't this pandemic, I was going to go see it in the theaters. But I will happily watch it at home. This Wonder Woman 1994, yes, I will be watching it at home. Child, please. I got this big old television and what I'm not using it. I'm paying them $50. Shit, I'm already, I'm already upset about the Disney Plus. Because I really don't watch Disney Plus at all. But I'm paying them a subscription. I'm, it's like you're throwing away money to these subscriptions. 
but then you run out to these theaters to go see this movie. It's like you get, sweetheart, it's like you got too, you got too much money. You got too much money. And a lot of people who be, who be reviewing these movies and stuff like that, they're scared. Because these movies that's coming out next, this next, these movies next year, these critics, for what? For what, honey? Doesn't make a difference about you no more. I can watch it for myself. But I'm talking to the YouTubers who had that that echelon where they can go see these movies for the critique and stuff like that sitting here. See, that lifestyle is gone. That lifestyle is gone. They've all been reduced to reviewing TV shows. They are watching with the people. And that frustrates them because some of them have a living off of reviewing movies. Gosh, I'm going off on a tangent right now. Listen, get HBO Max. Go and pick it up. And next year, it's going to be incredible. It's going to be a life-changing for a lot of people as far as the business world. But I think that this is just an improvement. And those are your top stories in pop culture. It looks like we come to the end of another great episode here on Cheap Thrills. I've been your host, Etheria, and thank you again for listening and hanging out, and I will see you guys next week. If you'd like to reach us via email, you can contact us at cheapthrillspodcast01 at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Twitter at Chief Girls Podcast 01.